Hey everybody, welcome to episode 38, 38, 38 of the Frostwalkers podcast. Um, in the last episode, we cried a lot. <laughs> yep. So yeah. many tears, so many tears. You guys, before before we start, do you guys like need me to, through the magic of Discord, hand you tissues? Like, are you guys kidding? <laughs> It's been it's been a week. We've had time to recover. But that said, I have just been listening to it over and over, honestly, because I don't know. I like crying. <laughs> but why would you okay, do that rude. to yourself? Because it's good. <laughs> it's good, but like I wanted to feel happy this week, so I listened to Mystery Group instead because I needed. To Funny you mentioned that. Funny you mentioned that. Oh no. Anyway. Uh, so let me, this is another one of those episodes where I gotta start with some DM talking at ya, so. Oh, goody. Yeah, because this is kind of like our, depending on the way you want to look at things, this is either the finale of Arc 3 or the opener of Arc 4, depending on your perception of reality. <clears throat> so. It's either. Oh. Our, our story's a bit confusing, but you know what? We have fun, so it's all good. So, yeah. you guys did a lot last week you met the invention wizard jitter and who i love the and the esteemed and the esteemed shatterkai swashbuckler galdrea she's uh, amazing love. <laughs> we love you her guys, too yep you guys braved the ancient arcanum together and took on the nefarious will of the arcanum itself after surviving multiple puzzles and challenges you made it to the librarian of the Arcanum and received your heart's desires at two tomes for Jitter and Galdrea, one that would allow them entrance into the Shadowfell, the domain of the Raven Queen, and the domain of Finley's patron. And uh, for you, the Tome of the Bale Norn. After a close but successful ritual and a emotionally fraught event, your love and the power of your magic brought back the long-dead uh, hero of the Shadow War, Anna, Calum's closest friend and confidant. Uh, <laughs> friend. Friend. They kissed in that while, episode. <laughs> we, friend, we say while winking heavily and using quotation marks. There okay, was she a kissed kiss. him. She kissed him, and it was also, she was an undead spooky lich lady. <laughs> so that doesn't stop love. She can give him a better kiss later. Semantics. Semantics. Fair enough. That, that's why Galdrea and Jitter didn't kiss, because it was, it was, it was build-up. Tension. <laughs> Slow burn. Slow burn. Let it yeah. be nice. Anyway. <laughs> um, I was about to make a joke. <laughs> it, what was the joke? You do know that is the legal branding of you have to say it now. Yeah, it wasn't a bad joke. It was just like a dumb joke. Like y'all said well, stuff okay. about slow burn, and I'm like, Anna has fire magic. She's been burning her whole life, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the slow it's been burning uh, for fifty years. <clears throat> yes, I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's been about two weeks, and in that time, a few phenomena have come to light. <clears throat> First of all, as you'd imagine, coming back from the dead does a number to your new body. Yeah, I would assume. 
you gotta Especially get if used you're already to, a skeleton. Yeah, you gotta get used to how like body functions work again. Your immune system is paper thin, you know? Oh, you'd get colds and things all the time. Yeah, so <clears throat> within a few... And also, you live in Timshel now, which is yeah. cold on Maine. So that lovely little concoction has led Anna to being a little bedridden. Not, not, oh. not completely debilitated. She's still herself, but she's got, like, the equivalent of a of an yeah fever, you know? Mm. Like, you know, it's one of those ones where you don't need to worry too much about it, but you know they're going to be out of it for a few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, though, because she's a, a lich, and just re- recurring a few days might end up looking more like a week or so, you know? Because mm-hmm. this is the first disease her body's had to fight in 50 years. Oof. Can lich Oof. bodies fight diseases, or are the antibodies, like, dead? I don't know, and I don't think I want to know. <laughs> Liches are interesting creatures. They're, like, half alive. It's weird. But the other interesting phenomenon you notice is when the ritual was completed, the red orb, in all of its chaotic magical glory, stopped being a thing like is there's still a red orb but it's not the harbinger of magic that it used to be Hmm. you think that it was because it is now the phylactery of anna Hmm. as a result the magic that had been laced in it for so long went back inside the slitch body to give her back her sorcery Hmm. that's really cool Hmm. That is really cool. So, there is an interesting catch to this, though. Andre, you may remember well that your dear, dear, hated rival, Jarlaxel Banray, wanted to use the magic of the Red Orb to bring down the Sky City of Silem. Haha, <laughs> good luck doing that now, bitch! <laughs> Tough luck, Jarlaxel. So, in those two weeks... There may have been a brief altercation wherein the drow realized his plans had been foiled not by not by anything other than dumb fucking luck. <laughs> a little and, more than that. We brought back a lady from the dead. Well, you didn't know the Red Orb would do that. That's true. So yeah, I think fair. I think that's one of those moments where Jarlaxle just like probably looked Andre dead in the eyes and went I have no words for this. I'm just kind of impressed. <laughs> and he was almost impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I I would imagine Andre just like puff up with a little bit of pride at that. Like, <laughs> so the drow has pulled back on his plans with Silum. Without the red orb, there's no magical harbinger that powerful. He kind of he's just gonna focus his efforts elsewhere. And uh, I'm not going to RP out the whole scene because we may have future one-on-ones for that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, I will say, Andre, at the very end of it, Jarlaxle, like, kind of in a very honor among thieves kind of way, you know, kind of like tipped the cap and gave you like an awkward but firm handshake. It's like, hmm, good job. You, you win. I'll let you have this one. 
<laughs> well, that's anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but that's how it be sometimes. You it guys, is, that is indeed how it guys, be sometimes. I feel like you he's guys, plotting something. It's too nice. You guys yeah, kind of outsmarted. Yeah, it's Jarlaxle. That's not a brash assumption, but it's it's not an immediate concern anymore. <laughs> and I feel with like he's the plotting. With the Anyways. news of it not being an immediate concern anymore, though, you receive a courier from Asylum. A familiar friend named Jitter <clears throat> dropped by the palace to let you know that Governess Oleta had a final plan. You may remember well in your time in Asylum that all eyes were on the lower Asylum governor Malvern the father of Rika and Mimi. <clears throat> Oleta and the Hypnomancers, a cat, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. worked, out, <laughs> worked out that Malvern probably had a group of other magicians, of course, but was one of the leading hands behind the creation of the Malson. You remember that thing you fought at the end of Arc 2? Yeah, that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't like that thing. With all of that put together, it and with no immediate threat to Asylum's safety, because as you may remember, Corvin didn't have any plans to destroy Asylum, he just wanted to be an, a non-existent arbiter as Jarlaxle carried out his plans. Mm-hmm. So with both threats to Asylum gone, Oleta decided it, it is time to deal with Malvern. Yep. So... That news has probably been weighing on you guys for a few days. Anna begrudgingly has to stay behind with Anelian. Wishes Calum and all of you well on your on your adventure. Uh, and well, we'll jump to you all sitting in an airship, piloted once again. By Rin's aficionado cousin, mind you. Yep. <laughs> and you get to do her voice this time. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> better than I did. <laughs> I'm sure so, you did. Yeah, you did, I'll, it. You I'll, did I'll, a good job. Aw, thank you. I'll give you the opportunity here. So, Maiju knows that you're pretty up close to the same station you guys ended up in when you first arrived in Asylum. So, Maiju, what's your kind of like get ready to go message to this crew oof um <laughs> like you like you make sure all things are in the upright position and have a good time go fuck yourself you know that one what no you, what i've never been on a plane but i don't think they say that they might not the last part not the last part not the last no, bit no. no i've been on a few planes they haven't said it yet but i'm sure one of these will annoy them enough <laughs> They're thinking to airlines because life is a fucking, a fucking nightmare. nightmare. Sorry, I just I was with my friends last night for Halloween and we just watched a bunch of John Mulaney. So God, that's beautiful. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quoting that. Fair enough. Okay, Wonderful. so Maiju, what's your what's your parting words as you prepare to land in this station? Uh. Hmm. 
Dang, you put Rev on the spot. Okay. I'm okay. sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I imagine she was probably quiet for most of the way over. And then, like, as you guys are, yeah, as we're, like, landing, she just kind of goes, oh, listen, guys, Malvern's been a big thorn in everyone's side for a while now. Whatever happens, just try not to die and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just <laughs> try not to die. And um, on a more serious note, ah, I believe in you guys. I, I hope you are able to... Um, Literally, I literally cannot word right now. Holy crap. It's all right. It's I think okay. the message is choosing my Ju air. <laughs> Thank you for choosing air, my Ju. Air, my Okay, okay. We, we joked on, last time about this. her having an, U- an Uber service, and that was like the funniest joke. <laughs> okay. I, I, can spin my this. I can make this make sense. So. Rather than saying that that's Rev fumbling for words, let's just say that's Maiju, and then she, like, shakes her head. She's like, eh, you guys will be fine. Uh, thanks for flying Air Maiju, and uh, we're here. <laughs> uh, so you guys arrive at Nivik Station. <clears throat> that's a cool name for it! Thank you, B! Yep. Uh, as you arrive, your immediate notice is that you're not... You're not seeing the same hustle and bustle. There's no... The last time you arrived in Nivix, there was a lot of, like, tourists and stuff like that. Except for a few Asylum Guard. Some GIF, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Some GIF with muskets. You're noticing this place is almost out and out deserted. Hmm. Hmm. And when you start getting closer to the ground, you get the sense you know why. Standing waiting for your arrival is Governess Oletta. Oh. In I her was gonna be something bad. In her like cavalcade, you see a you see a still recovering Rin. Uh Mimi, Rika, Valerin, Theo. And, much to your surprise, standing with arms crossed next to Theo, a familiar adversary to some, Corvin stands there. Not happy to be there, but not not there. Um, hmm. As the doors to Maiju's airship open, Oletta walks up to all of you and informs you all that they are using Nivik Station as a private space to plan out their final trap their final trap for Malvern. That's mm-hmm. why it's deserted. Oletta leads you into the main office of the station. It's a rather somber tone in the room. <clears throat> All of you are given seats. Finley, I think this is might be your first time in Asylum. So while you were excited by the hustle and bustle on your way up, you know, and yes, the excitement yes. of us, and the excitement of a sky city, 
Oh, definitely. She also has no idea what's happening. She has to be <laughs> filled in on, like, A all lot of the of gossip. Those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what it led us here to do. So, you all take your seats, and Calum just goes, So, governess? <sighs> what's the damage? <laughs> and Oletta begins. She explains that after you all returned back home from your first excursion to Asylum, Oletta received word from one of the protect one of the local guards, a secret police member from the town of Vasted, who works in tandem with the Asylum Security Force, a woman named Althea Sr. Of three investigators. <laughs> I'm sorry. I excuse. Miss mm-hmm. Althea Senior, the secret police okay. invested, who also oh, manages to work with the Asylum Security Force, yeah, informed, informed Governess Oletta of a group of young upstart investigators who would be willing to be hired for cheap and also could get the information they needed to bring in Corvin. Oh my god. I'm so happy huh. right now. Well, okay got, then. I just, yeah. My little mini one-shot just became canon in the universe. Yeah, that's you beautiful. That was, you guys thought that, that was just a nothing one-shot in the arc, didn't you? But anyway, uh, <clears throat> those three did their job. And Valerian and Theo have spent the last couple of months with Corvin getting information out of him. And what started as an, an uh, rather uh, begrudging and enemy-driven state, Valerian and Theo managed to kind of get to the guy. He's not purely on your guys' side, but he agrees that Malvern is the immediate threat to the safety of Asylum and is willing to cooperate for now. But didn't mm. he want to see Asylum destroyed? Yeah, he didn't want... sorry argue about that. Corvin wants security for Lower Asylum. Malvern mm. is a threat to that security as a governor of Lower Asylum. Mm. Corvin doesn't like working with Upper Asylum bigwigs. He also doesn't like his city being corrupted by an evil force. Mm. Had to pick one or the other. Mm. Mm, I guess. So, plus, Theo's cute. <laughs> Fuck yes, he is. <laughs> wait, it's, it's... wait, 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 hold on. Does Corvin like Theo? I thought I Val liked Theo. Val's like 10 years older than Theo. Mm. Val, Val and Theo have a very, by what I gathered from Kat, Val and Theo have a very mentor-mentee thing going on. Or almost like big brother-little brother. Yeah, cool. Uh, I wouldn't say Corvin likes Theo yet. I will say, though, no one can resist Theo's perking. He's like, Theo he's... is persuasive. Theo is Aww. very persuasive. Theo's a Aww. good baby. Just by his um, existence. Hehehe. <laughs> uh, so... Not a thing that I would have guessed. Oh, that's cute. L- Laren, Theo, and Corvin have basically worked for the last couple months as Oletta's sting operation. Since Valerian, as a tiefling, gets along pretty well in Lower Asylum. Uh, and 
Thea can hide his ASMR heritage a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. You can hide the wings. You could put a hat over your head to cover any halo glow, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looked just like a human. And with Corvin there, Corvin has a lot of sway in Lower Asylum. Enough to, enough to give uh, a couple blokes the pass, you know? So, they've been stalking Malvern, basically. (laughs) Uh, Know enough to bring him in on pretty viable charges of collusion and treason and a lot of other things. You know? Uh, But, this sting operation, Oleta explains, a bit complicated. They're basically going to call a fake council meeting. Hmm. All the council members know what's going on except Malvern. And also cannot tell Malvern for fear of treason. Well, that seems like a foolproof plan. Yeah, it's not great, but it's what they got. They needed to get Malvern alone. Mm Mm-hmm. And he won't bring, like, a dozen armed guards to a council meeting? Well, he might, but it's better than just abducting him in his house. Yeah. See, I think that's a good idea. (laughs) What? If we abduct him in his house, he's alone in his house. (laughs) No chance of him bringing armed guards into his living quarters. There's but also that's illegal, and like, yes, he's yeah, done he's illegal bad. things, but sorry, it doesn't live in asylum. So- sorry's willing to break another country's laws. Oh my god, what is what she's, is international she, diplomacy? She's a she, she's a princess. She can do what she wants. What in foreign oh no, country? Sorry's can becoming she? corrupt. Oh no. Well, there's. This is Livy making sorry corrupt. Sorry doesn't actually think things like this. There's, there's like. I thought Caleb would have taught you better. Sorry. There's like two, but I think Oleta would say that there's. He, (laughs) I think Caleb would just go. This sounds all well and complicated, Oleta, but how do we know for sure that Malvern's going to cooperate? And she goes, "Well, we have two surprises." Number one, I don't think that Malvern suspected one of his own would be our informant. You can come out. You could come out now. Brandon, what does your character look like, and how does he walk into the room? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so he kind of just—he looks very unsure of himself as he kind of like steps into the room. Kind of does the, you know, like bow a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. and he's very like youthful looking uh, kind of thin uh, almost to the point of being frail looking little guy um, oh. just kind of bows to everyone he doesn't really say anything just... um, sorry would wait, you like him... would you like to give the oh, his, your, your character's name I know it but I don't think the audience does my name's Eamon Oletta nods Demon? And just goes, Amon, A E M O N. Oletta nods and just explains that Amon um, was one of the warlocks who helped 
work on the Malsum project. Oh, shoot. Oh. Well, it's nice to meet you, Mr. Warlock. Meaning, to those who can't put, for those who have forgotten, Eamon is a turncoat member of the Order of the Red Eye. Oh, oh. shoot. Ooh. Can you do that? Is that a thing you can do? Can you leave them? Uh, we're finding out day by day. Oh, well, good luck. Caleb nods. Well, now that Caleb. explains why he looks so stressed. Caleb kind of kind of sighs a bit and just goes, hey, well, second chances and all that. So, happy to have you aboard, Eamon. Thank you, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, Oletta smiles and just goes, the other thing I don't think Malvern anticipates is that we have pretty high up orders. And in walks a dark-skinned woman, tall, dark hair, a green cloak, not at all, like, asylum-looking, very foresty. Hmm. She has a mask not dissimilar to Esvel's mask as the Black Viper, just a little different, though. Um, and as she puts it down, Oletta goes, Truly, Constance, must you be so dramatic with your entrances? <laughs> And she just goes, I'm sorry, Oletta. I just had to don this one more time. It's been over 50 years, you know. <laughs> Oletta makes introductions brief. This is the High Governess of Silent. Basically, their leader. Her name is Constance Marigold. Marigold. Constance, uh, 50 years ago, for just a little, just a little context. Fifty years ago, uh, Constance was the High Governess, but Silum fifty years ago had a trade dispute with vassal kingdoms that provided food and such. Uh, in other words, Silum were being greedy bastards, and the vassal kingdoms couldn't keep up. Constance, the High Governess, donned the rogue attire of the forest's blessing, and basically Robin Hooded her own kingdom. Yep. Providing Love food that. and supplies for the vassal town. <clears throat> Dude, that's so cool. She, when word of the Shadow War broke out, Constance, along with Calum, Anna, and Zagreus, did her best to keep the blue dragon at bay during the attack on Silum. The only other person who was a heavy part of that war effort was Liren himself, his father. Meaning that Constance and Liren were very close friends. As such, Oletta and Constance are also very close friends. She would look over to Andre and just kind of like smirk a little bit at the daggers, you know? Mm -hmm. Just go like, nice. <laughs> Nice nine. Nice. <laughs> nice. Andre would probably just like incline her head and like acknowledgement. Uh does Andre know about this? I mean, she is possibly like one of the more famous rogues in this like setting, you know? I find that funny because like a rogue's whole thing is to not 
Oh, yeah. it's true. But like after the war, <laughs> after the war, she became the forest blessing became a thing of myth, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But so to see to see her standing there, I don't know how Andre feels right. Um, um ooh, that's actually a good point. Hmm. Okay, so <laughs> I'ma say that um when Andre like nodded her greeting, she was just kinda like she didn't say anything because she worried about saying the wrong thing, like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. She's a legend. <laughs> yeah. This is this is like if Andre actually met Robin Hood back in Eldraine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but Corvin actually takes a moment and just goes, look, we all know the plan here, but I don't know. If Malvern's as shifty as you guys are saying, how can we be sure that he's not, like, packing heat or something? I don't know. This is a stupid line of question. <sighs> I'm sorry. Whatever. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll be quiet. uh i think i think um oletta just goes no no that's a valid concern corvin he's like yeah sure it's good to stay on guard someone gets it (laughs) you see you're new here (laughs) you're new here you haven't tried to kill me yet. I respect that. <laughs> as long as you don't try to kill me, we're cool. I would have tried to kill you a few months ago, not gonna lie, but different circumstances. A few months ago, I would feel threatened. Fair but enough. It's fine now. And I just imagine Theo does like that. Like, you know, fist to the side, like, trying to be peppy, you know? Yeah. It's like, like, good job, buddy. Yeah, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Rin's um, keeping a slight distance from Corvin. Yeah. Still I is think, like yeah. still finds this a little bit weird. Yeah, I mean so does he. He doesn't like it much. You can tell because like Theo like happily punched it, put like slight punched him in the arm. He's like clawed out for a second. He's like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> And you do notice he does, in fact, have an eye patch, thanks to Ty. <laughs> he looks badass. He just kind of, like, rumbles a bit to himself. Cat's not here. Yeah, not today. I'm still here. Is that a she threat? Like glares. <laughs> I'm she, like, wiggles her eyebrows here. and also glares at him Oops, at the same sorry. time. <laughs> Andre just kind of, like, raises a hand, like... Like in the like a lazy gesture, like, yeah, cat's not here. I'm here in his stead. Hello there. <laughs> Hello. Don't take out my other eye and. <laughs> Don't piss me off, and we shouldn't have a problem. Oh Wonder. shit! Glad we have an understanding. <clears throat> and you just see like oh, I have sweat drop. <laughs> <laughs> I will say so- this. I will say that Andre is a changed woman, but she's she's heard things about this guy, so she's wary. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. 
Yeah, he hasn't had his redemption arc yet. He's he's in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, you just... Um, Oleta turns to him and just says, Well, I mean, the one thing we know he doesn't have is another mouse. Right, Valerian? Uh, yes, I am uh, pretty sure that that is dealt with at this point. The only thing he'd have are his warlocks, what other, what, what have you, but considering you lot have handled far worse. Relatively scary cult. Well, small pocket of power in Asylum. And I mean, we do have someone with insider information. It's worth We are down to the people, and that is probably the best we could ask for. Uh, constant just kind of size and but all of this is hypothetical until we get Malvern. so as much as I'd like a happy scene of us riding around on trick mopeds <laughs> I think I think the LSS is going to be our best bet this That's and fair I guess uh, I think as she walks off at, with Oletta Realizing that no one explained what that is, Irvin um, just kind of sighs and just goes, the LSS is the former train stations. Oh, we're going to go on a train. That's cool. Yeah. Ooh. So how the much... same train that we had a big fight in. No, that one's still under repairs. <clears throat> I, am, I do apologize for that. Who is he apologizing to? Sorry. Ah. Uh. And Caleb just goes, don't apologize to her. I'm the one who threw up. <laughs> Corvin just tilts his head a little bit. You were there? <laughs> <laughs> you took everything from me. I don't know who you are. <laughs> uh, uh, so, how much about the Plain of Eberron? Um, not a lot. Well... The LSS runs a little bit like lightning rails. You can check the, the private text chat for an image. Ooh, the speed train. Speed train using electric. This, I think this entire time, Rowan's just been looking around at everything, just like, what is this? Like, Rowan Where are the trees? Yeah, like, Rowan has never seen a place like this before, and she can't tell whether she hates it or is just, like, so interested by it that she can't hate it. I think the last time Rowan had to deal with little trees was, is it parts of, uh, Africa? Yeah. I think that was the last I think time. she's just, like, a part of her is like, this just feels wrong, I don't like it, but another part of her is just like, it's so interesting, I just don't even... I don't even yeah. know what I feel. <laughs> so, uh, But she's just kind of been... That's why she's been so quiet, is she's just kind of been looking around at everything, not even really paying much attention. That's fair. I think as you guys step into the train, um, Rowan and Finn, who've probably been, like, tour touristing a little bit, you know, mm. um, would realize that the LSS is a, an is a acronym for the Liren Service Skyway. Mm -hmm. The train station service is named after his dad, who developed it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, little a little question. Yeah. Would Ambrose be like in a Taurus outfit because he's a little bitch? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> you know the way the genie looked at the end of Aladdin when he was joking at Disney? Uh-huh. Oh that yeah. That was really weird. Yeah, that. Fantastic. It's exactly backpacks, the answer I wanted. Backpacks and dumb hat and all. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but you also notice that this is a private train as you'd imagine, would be secured for the high governess of Silem. Mm-hmm. And Eamon... I don't think it's always like, a private train, though. I think most of the time it probably... It probably takes really anyone. I'd agree, but this is a very specific... Yeah, in this... I'm No, that's what I was saying. In this specific situation, I think it's been cleared out. Um... But I think as you guys pop in, I think Eamon may be the last one at the station. I think oh, there's a moment. I think Calum like holds his hand out to let him in. Just, Come on in, you're one of us now. And Calum kind of like pulls him in, shut, uh, probably Rin shuts the door. And, uh, Calum would, Rin just be like, so, that badge, did you do any more digging? I was, uh, I was wondering when you were gonna ask. Um, I've, uh, had a lot of time to myself to think, just kind of sitting in bed. Yeah, and I, I just, it, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. Honestly. I'm gonna, a DM moment here. The train is going. It's gonna be a while to get from from Nivik Station to the Capitol building. So, uh, Caleb and Rin are talking. When their little scene is over, each member of the main cast pick a, either an NPC or, or Eamon. Feel free to talk to Eamon. Um, mm-hmm. Just for a little bit, as the train heads over to Asylum, uh, Asylum's Capitol building, which I love the idea that it has like a private, like a private station just for it, like maybe underneath the, the Capitol building. So that way the governors can have, like, a means of transport that doesn't require them walking publicly, you know? Hmm. I don't know. Like, I just know Disney, which is such a weird thing to compare it to. I just know, like, the monorails in Disney World go from, like, hotels to the parks. Like, that's kind of what I'm thinking here, you know? Hmm. Makes sense. Weird analogy, but you get what I'm going. Yeah. Like, Hmm. I think because it is a sky city and it's built vertically... I like the idea that, like, the train has to, like, go, like, a weird path around and outside the city limits itself. So there's a part where, like, the the train rails are, like, out in the sky. And it has to, like, go lower and underneath, like, a section of the the system so that way it can basically end up parking underneath the the Capitol building. Hmm. Cool. I don't know, just the idea of a train that's railed stretch out to, like, outside of the city paving and the only thing there is the railing. I don't know, that just seems so cool. That's way cool. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. So anyway, as this super cool scenery is flying by at high speeds, uh, we'll cut back to Rin and Caleb's conversation. Yeah, I'd imagine you'd have a lot of time to think on that. Yeah, I just... I don't know, you... you... 
<laughs> Frankly, you acted so weird when, when, when I showed it to you. I've just, I, yeah, I, I couldn't help but wonder what you, what you figured out. I've just, <laughs> not gonna lie, I've just kind of been waiting for this. Honestly, I've, I've, I've wanted to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Everything with Corvin kind of threw everything in the whack. Yeah, that's a weird situation. He shot me. He did do and that. And now, now he like wor works for us. I don't. I mean, I his guess his job. His job is shooting people. I mean, I guess I understand it. It just my mom confuses me sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I don't like getting uberly political because you end up in weird things like this. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, what she's explained is is that he's. I mean, I guess it's better to have him on our side than not, right? Yeah, better better with us than with Malvar. It's true. Just kind of been keeping my distance. Fair enough. Yeah, but anyways, I, mean, I, I can't yeah, lie to you pen. anymore. But <sighs> you know, after everything that happened here in Salem, mm -hmm. you know, I told you I. Always watch out for you, yeah? Yeah. Well. Didn't do a damn good job of it last time. So let me start by making up for it here. That pin? Uh-huh. I've seen it before. You're not gonna believe me. Um. Okay. What do you know about other planes of existence? Um, uh, not, not a lot. I mean, I know that they exist, and some, some people can go to them sometimes, but it's, it's, it's pretty rare. I, the first time that I experienced that, the Night Council and I ended up on the plane of Ravnica. I, I've told you a little bit about that, yeah? A little. With ten guilds and everything. Your pin... And I only know this because the guy we got cooped up with was one of them. He... It's the pin of one of the guilds. The Is It League? It's the inventors and technicians of that plane. The the scientists. People kind of like your, your dad. I don't know how to tell you this lightly, but I kind of feel like your dad's lab partners may have been on another dimension. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be how I'd react to that, too. Um. What? Uh. Okay. Um. Give me, like, one second. You're telling me that my dad somehow went to another plane of reality? It's not that hard. And brought me back a pin? It's not that hard to go from one to the other. There are portals in my house now. Okay, okay. When did that happen? It's a long story, Rin. Alright, um... Gosh, is... I'll tell you more about it once we deal with it. 
Bible's thing with Malvern, yeah. I... Oh, okay, I guess. I. Wow. Stay alive for me so that way I can tell you the rest of the later. That's. Um. I'll do my best. Yes. <laughs> so. He kind of just like looks out the window and he has this look on his face that's just like. He is shook. <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine. Andre, who do you want to talk to? Uh, good question. <laughs> mm. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so who all who all's on the train with us right now? Okay, so with you currently, uh, in the very back, to themselves are Constance. And, actually, now nah, they probably all kind of keep a cart because it's probably a super train. So Constance and Oleta are here. The face cards are in Rekamimi. Uh, the Hypnomancers and Irvin are kind of off to themselves. Your party and Eamon. It's a, it's a packed train tonight. I will say, Rika and Mimi have been very quiet. Well, that's a good thing I was going to have her go over to the face cards anyway. <laughs> <laughs> She's so while like... Rin's sitting with kind of soloing mm-hmm. I did not hear any of that. <laughs> oh, I was just saying that uh, because Rin's with Calum, I think you're just gonna to wreck and me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's kind of like Meanders over there, slides into the seat with him. <laughs> so, it's it's been a little while. Um, I'm gonna say think... she addresses that at Rika. <laughs> I would say that Rika is kind of like unusually quiet, you know. Rika's normally very animated. Um, you know. Yeah. Very loud personality, but she's just been pretty much silent this whole time. Understandably so. <sighs> Listen. She looks between Rika and Mimi. I... I know this sucks. A lot. But... She has no idea what to say to them. I'm thinking. I know this is weighing on you both a lot, and I'm not going to lie to you and say that this is going to be easy, least of all for you, but I can say that we'll get through this, and whatever happens on the other side, we'll we'll face it together. 
Um, Rika just kind of looks down. And she's like, I just... <sighs> you think you know someone. You know? Like, I... I haven't been able to talk with him in a long time. I... I had no idea what he was up to. It was my my guess. And just to find out it's this. God, I just... I want to hate him, but I don't. I... I do understand that. I've been there a few times in my life. <sighs> like, he's my dad. What am I supposed to do? I wish I had an answer for you, but there's there's probably nothing I can say that will reassure you. I am not. Wow, very, Andre, that's that's really I'm sorry. Helpful. Let Amazing. me let me let me let me finish. <laughs> God, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry, I can be mean sometimes. I'm sorry. I just well, it's fine. This is stressful for me. It's it's all right. I was. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. I just I'm not the best at words and. Listen, I'm trying. <laughs> I really am. I never knew... Well, that's a lie. I, I did know my parents, but I lost them very early on. So I never really got to know my parents either. And I can only imagine what you might be going through right now, learning that... <laughs> This is the person that he's become. And I wish I could do more for you, but what I can offer is to be here for you through it all and to be with you on the other side of this. Whatever happens, I hope to be there when, you know, you face him. I I I appreciate it, Andre. I just it just it didn't used to be this way. You know, we used to have a really nice relationship actually. I just I don't know, it just seemed like all of a sudden I didn't know him anymore. Yeah. Anyways, I'm getting real bummed out. <laughs> thanks for thanks for trying to help. Um I'm sorry if I didn't do a very good job. No, it's fine. Um It's fine. I I I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Andre. You're welcome. Um and she just kind of like awkwardly opens her arms for like a hug. <laughs> Rika, like, kind of 
is also kind of awkward, but she'd she'd give her a hug back. And then she'd break away from that hug and be like, Oh, um, by the way, heard anything from Ezville? Uh, not recently, no. I do wonder <laughs> she what she's She hasn't been, been returning my calls. <laughs> I'm starting to get worried. I'm sure she's fine. This is this, okay. this is Ezville we're talking about. <laughs> she better return my calls. <laughs> I I'll try and get in touch with her and put her through to you. <laughs> so moving up, Finn. Uh, is there anyone you want to talk to a little bit on the train? Well, she hasn't really like talked to anyone really? at all. So I'm not sure if um she would really engage in too much conversation. She'd probably like start to lurk around Caleb and then realize, wait, I forgot that I don't have to do that. Yeah, um, I think Caleb may actually take Finn aside for a little bit, fill her in on everything, you know? Yeah. So that way Finn has the knowledge that Kat has up to now. <laughs> Which is a lot. Sweet. Yeah, like, Caleb fills Finn in. <laughs> it's a lot, right. I know. God, it's a lot, but... My brain hurts. Yeah, it's a lot. It's definitely... But... 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 but, but <clears throat> I have one of the coolest personal guards here to help. Oh, Thank you. She doesn't know what to do with that. She kind of just kind of slowly backs away while going, thank you. <laughs> Caleb just kind of back with Rin. Finn's nice. A little awkward, but they're nice. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> Is there anybody you want to talk to? Sorry doesn't really know these people very much. She knows, yeah. like, she doesn't really want to talk to Corvin. It's fair. I mean, there <laughs> is a guy who's who was part of that evil organization that you can chat with. Mm. Do it, coward. She's... I'm joking. Sure. <laughs> she'll, she'll go over and talk to... Oh my god, Finley, it actually worked! Because Finley insulted her. I didn't. Fi- that, that was not Finley. That was Cat. <laughs> Sorry Wait, to break the fourth even... wall and can hear all of us talking about her behind her back. Oh god, I <laughs> forgot. I forgot how. I forgot true power. Sorry, has so much power. Yes, I do. Thank you for noticing. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I can go talk to Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 So, Amen. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm sorry. That's just like the best name to do things with besides sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Amen is sitting there. Uh, like, he's got a book uh, open in his lap, and he's just like kind of doing that thing where you try to make yourself so smart. He's like very curled up and very small, sitting in a chair, uh, and he's just nervously rolling this uh, glass ball around in his hand as he's like fiddling through this. 
For a second, I thought you were going to say nervously rolling up a blunt. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if I if I was leaving a death cult, that's that's sure to to make an impression. I'm sure. <laughs> Moving anyway, on. So he's rolling up a ball. Uh, hi. Uh, and he uh, almost drops the glass ball out of his hand. He's like, uh, uh um, hi. What? What's that? What's, what's that thing? Um, it's my. It's. It's um like a wand. Uh, but it's not. It's a ball. Oh, it's a magical focus thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one of those. It's like, except for, well, not really a focus. It's just what I use to make magic. And she, like, holds up her handpipes from around her neck. I use this to do cool magic spells. Can, what? can do you play just for not magic? Or is it just... Can do that too. That's true. Cool. Plays like hot cross buns. <laughs> God, worst c- fucking. <laughs> oh man, I wish I had like my recorder out and then I could play <laughs> for you. Beautiful. Um. So this is like a big deal. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a thing, I guess. You guys done a lot, a lot of stuff together. Or, uh, yeah, you fight, you fight a lot of things. Say that. I mean, yeah. This is, I'm confused. What do you, what do you want to know? I mean, just, you know, the, the people I'm going into this with are, you know, Capable? Oh yeah, we're very capable of things. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt. <laughs> Sorry. Be reassured. <laughs> we're very uh, capable of doing things like humans do. Like people <laughs> and stuff like that. God. Keeping to the traditions of being extremely awkward with any new people we meet. <laughs> this may be the most awkward because Sari is like talking to someone who two months ago could have accidentally tried to kill them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's how it be sometimes with the Night Council. It is how it be. How it be. We can't call ourselves the Steven Universe podcast. And- <sighs> I'm sorry. Me, what? We don't. <laughs> Said trombone noise. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, this whole time he's like kind of like nervously like looking over the shoulder and um but yeah, I I just uh you know the people I kinda left were kinda the worst. So not screwed completely here. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Were they, were they like the worst, worst, or like. 
Like, did they try to kill your mom the worst? <laughs> oh my god, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Hey. hey, there's a difference between they tripped your little brother and stole a lollipop or they tried to murder a million people. There's different <sighs> levels of worse. They're, they're bad in that they're taking someone who is like pure and good, uh, like a higher power and it's teaching to, you know, to do things that they want. And I think they're, they're, they're mixed up in what they're doing. And I think they're trying to hurt a lot of people. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that Rowan has kind of been overhearing this conversation a little bit. Um, she's going to go and try to get some information out of this guy. <laughs> Good. Rescue. Sorry. She's awkward. <laughs> okay. So Rowan's going to go over and just be like, hey, so, um, I, I, I feel like being part of, oh gosh, I have no way to say this without being incredibly awkward. Okay, um, basically, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. I, I'm sure it was not a wonderful experience, but literally any information that you can give us about the Order would be really helpful because we want we want to put a stop to it before it gets too bad. Um, okay, so DM, uh, do I need to roll for how much? Uh, here's what you would know because here's the thing. I feel like it's one of those situations where people only know what they need to know, you know? Like, so what you would know, because you were put on the Malsum Project, is that the order, one of the branches of the Order was deployed in Asylum and hid out in the recesses of Lower Asylum, feigning to be, like, a criminal group, you know, like, just your average group of thugs. Uh, but staying in Lower Asylum to keep proximity to Malvern, you know? Your orders didn't come from anyone, like, your orders didn't come from any super-powered being or anything. They were inter- They came through a tiefling necromancer. You never really got his name, you know? You just knew that he was your boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all you knew was that you were working to create a simulacrum of sorts of what they believed to be the leader of the order, the higher power that they answered to, you know? Mm-hmm. They interpreted the Malsum as like the closest mortals can get to making some form of simulacrum of its power and capability. And you'd also know that when the Malsum was defeated by the Night Council, things kind of went into that one scene from SpongeBob where they set the bookcases on fire and were running around in circles. <laughs> like things kind of went panic mode when the Malsum 
defeated because it takes a lot of time and energy to create one of those. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Basically, uh, just imagine like an evil office building and everyone's like, damn it! <laughs> just like, oh man, back to the drawing board. Gotta start so, over. Uh, I think turncoat around thing like the the speediest way to like start making a new malsum would might require like you've been using dark magic but you've never yeah. had to kill anybody you know what yeah. i mean yeah. like so when the word sacrifices started getting thrown around you you were like all right i'm about i'm ahead out you know yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> Later, I, that's bye, perfectly peace. in keeping with Amon. yeah just like like dark magic whatever Having to actually like be the one to end the life, I I'm a head out. <laughs> yeah, that that was when it got too much, and that's when you think that they went like. You already thought that because I know your thing. You already thought the creation of the Malsum was like messed up. Mm-hmm. You know, you already thought that there was bad practice. You know. Yeah. But like, it's it's one thing to to mess with your morals for the sake of keeping your job. It's another thing to kill someone. <laughs> so, like, that's probably what caused you to turn turncoat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you don't have a lot of... Uh, he's, he's, like, super open. Like, he's just, like, everything that he knows, he doesn't hold anything back. He just tells Rowan, and, uh, sorry, everything. Mm. Yeah, so you'd get all of that if you want to say your thing. Wow. Now Rowan, like Rin, is also shook. So uh, <laughs> if you want to thought that the Malsum was bad practice, that's a your character thing, so I can't say yeah. that for you. Because mm-hmm. Eamon has a very personal reason like the creation of the Malsum that much, if I remember correctly. Hmm. Uh, I'll just whenever Brandon can say that he'll I'll let him. But uh, that's okay. Came in here. Oh no, it's just like you know for you know like Eamon knows why he does didn't like the Malsum project from the get go, and I think you can tell Rowan and Sorry why it has to do with like your feelings on making a simulacrum of all that, like you know. Um, basically, uh, I was, um, uh, I don't know if, are either of you really at all? Religious? Is that what you asked? Uh, yeah, uh, either. Um, I mean, there's, uh, Malachi, my, the goddess of nature. Not, I guess I'm not, like, deeply religious, but, um, you know, she protects the forests, and I have respect for her, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, so that, that really lines up with, like, how I feel. Like, imagine if someone to to make kind of uh, a, a worse or lesser version of that and try to use it for rubble. Mm. Instead of, you know, they're taking something that's 
you know, pure and corrupting it. Hmm. Yeah, so Eamon thinks that what they based the Malsum off of isn't really that evil. Hmm. And that it was the creation of the Malsum in trying to, like, play God that led to the Order being stupid. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's an interesting thing to And I'll say with that revelation, uh, there's no fanfare in the arrival of the underground station. There's no sound, there's no nothing, just a stopping train, doors opening, and a quiet and solemn cavalry walking into the Capitol building. <laughs> um, so, as you guys advance in, the other governors and are well. They all know what's about to happen. They know they're there, not for a council meeting, but when Alvin arrives to show the evidence, you know. Mm-hmm. And for the sake of time, I'm going to say when Malvern arrives, uh, the party and all of you are probably waiting in another room off to the side, you know. And it's mm-hmm. quiet and just really weird, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's an uproar in the council room. You hear, like, shouts and just some angry folks, you know? Mm-hmm. Emotions running high during probably. Mm-hmm. And Aletta had warned you that if a green, like, if a, just a green bolt of magic flew up in the air, that was the signal, you know? Mm. That, like, things had gone bad. Uh, if we're if, to steal a to steal a joke, he chose the sword, not the cookie. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and while you're just kind of sitting there, hollow waiting, it's it's. I I just kind of keep hit saying this is just it's just bad vibes, man. <laughs> you know. Like mm-hmm. it's just not a it's not a good time. Right, is probably. Rike is bummed out, you know? Not 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 a good time to be be doing. And you just like I almost imagine Rike is just kinda like like just praying that there isn't a green light, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think her heart shatters a little bit when the signal is given. Mm. And Caleb just kinda sighs and leave it to the bad guys to not know. Mm. Corvin grumbles and just goes, Now's not the time for one liners. We gotta fight to win. Mm. I'm sure there's time for someone to make a one liner. Eamon's <laughs> rushing in the direction we're supposed to go. <laughs> yeah, Eamon's. I'm sure there's time. One liner door swing open. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say I'm now in control of like a couple of characters. I'm gonna say they all just kind of rush in as yeah, well. Yeah, you won't. You won't be. That sounds way more ominous than I intended. <laughs> Fear. 
That was not what I intended. Um, so as you all make it in, most of the governors besides Oleta and Constance are like off to the side now. The, the seats in the chamber room are almost entirely abandoned. Save Malvern sitting there. Like, see, obviously pain in his eyes. Not like physical, but emotional, you know? And you realize Malvern's not doing talking. Doing most of the talking is someone who Eamon notices instantly and probably tries to cower from, honestly. Because it's that tiefling who gave you order. Oh, man. It's a blue tea, curved horn, got a real sick-looking staff. Uh, and I'm just going to take a moment. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. We love you. Uh, so he just stands there uh, with Oleta and just goes, If you're not going to play by our rules, we'll just have to make sure that no one in this council lives to tell what happened. Isn't that right, boss? And you can see Malvern, like, just looks like... It's the look of someone who really doesn't want to do something, you know? <clears throat> mm -hmm. And just sitting at his desk still, over to the guy and just says, we don't have to do this. And the tiefling slams his staff on the floor and goes, yes, do! Governor, you know what happens to those who fail our master's court. <sighs> and I think Alvin looks out and sees the party ready to fight, you know? Mm -hmm. And this older tiefling, who you ima probably imagined as this master of evil, you know, in your minds when they talked about him, this older courtier tiefling man with a kind of triangular like, facial hair and just very jagged features. Uh, I've heard him, we've joked about him being sad Asgore. Sad Asgore. He kind of does. Is just sad. He does kind of look like a sad Asgore, but like a tiefling also. I think uh, I think his eyes catch Riken down. Mm -hmm. And I think you just hear a murmur of, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. When he says that, <laughs> he holds up this like circular seemingly writhing thing. It looks like an old with like, almost looks like a jellyfish. Almost. Huh. And he like holds it in his hands. You can tell the tiefling delighted at this. And he just goes, ladies and gentlemen, a t just a small sliver of mass potential. Once to create creatures of this magnitude, it required the life of, of the creator. Now, with the magic that we've learned from the creation of the mouse, no pointless sacrifices need to be made anymore. And Malvern crushes like the ovoid part of the creature in his hands, <clears throat> and this black tendrils of magic just start spreading across the room. Whoa. 
You guys remember way back in episode five? Oh man, uh, episode five. The hag turned herself into that thing. Yes. I remember that very much. Similar deal. Except Malvern is standing there isn't turning himself into the creature. Mm. But a creature is in the empty space of the courtroom with like two very large lion-like paws in the front, smaller left hind legs, a big, you know, centralized body, wings, like kind of jagged, but avian wings, a long tail. It looks like a corrupted sphinx. Hmm. And as it's created, you see the tiefling laugh and just look over to Malvern and just go, Now, command your creature to victory. And uh, looks at all of them. You should be honored, truly. It takes a special kind of on our sides to have to deal with behemoths such as this. Your last moments will be glorious. And Caleb looks to the party and just goes, Well, we knew we were in for a fight. <clears throat> I just didn't know we'd be in for this kind of fight. All right. Rowan pulls out her staff. Caleb uh, then looks at the other. <sighs> right. We have a lot to accomplish in a very short amount. What else is new? I didn't think we'd have to do this, but one last time. And magic appears in his hand, and he kind of touches the side of his face, and a white mask grows around him, and his typical robes turn into that familiar red outfit. Oh shit, Finley's never seen this before. Finley's not. <laughs> but to the face cards, it is a familiar calling card of their ball. <clears throat> Calum looks to Rikamimi and Rin. This is what we've worked for all the time. Asylum safe starts with this. Sorry. Uh, I say they all just kind of nod in unison to him and don their own garb. Rin pulls down uh, a mask and yeah. I will uh, also say um, you notice that he's made you know how he had those blades on his on his wings yeah he's kind of made some adjustments um he said he had a lot of time just kind of bedridden chilling out and he's fashioned this very cool kind of steampunk looking wing brace for the one that was injured so that's nice. the thing he has now Caleb looks you guys can't be, you guys can't stay in the main building. You have to keep, you guys have to make sure the other, other governors and governesses get out of here. Train and wait there for us, okay? All right. Oh, he was talking to the face. Okay. okay. I think that, okay, so are they not going to participate in this fight? No, he's getting the. I see. Okay. Okay. So in that case, 
yeah, I think they would they would nod to him and and just leave. Rekka and Mimi don't want to fight him, honestly. Yeah. Um. What's next? Oh, uh, right. He would turn to the hypnomancers and and tell them to make sure that they don't get out of. You know, make sure mm-hmm. nothing of the order gets out. Basically, keep watch outside. <clears throat> we have good eyes. Good luck. Theo kind of gives them a nod, and Alvin just kind of a curtain on Alvin. Just goes, I wish I could have taken you out myself, but he calls. Oh, shit. That's mean. <laughs> Oletta and Constance are with face cards. So it's just Caleb and the party, and Caleb just goes, well, one last time, for time's sake, right? Let's do this. I've never done this before. <laughs> yeah, Finn, uh, first time, hey, maybe you'll hate it so much that you're glad it's your last time, too. Maybe I can already get used to it. Yeah, 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 see? Uh, alright, more beating around the bush, everybody. All initiative for the fight. Gonna I love being out of the loop. <laughs> oh no! Oh no, no! Oh man, how do I do math? Good question. Oh boy. Oh, boy. oh gosh, that's Andre. also bad. That's a three. Andre, come on. Are we going like down a list? Uh, I will in a second. Okay, I was just making sure. I didn't know how it was done. Um, sorry, what did you get? <clears throat> uh, give me a second to do some math. 22. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just not good at math. That's a really high number, that's all. Yeah, sorry, got a 22? Yep. Uh, Amen, what did you get? 15. Fifteen? Okay. Uh, Finn? Natural one. (laughs) Uh, Andre? Nine. And Rowan? Three. Sorry, you are are top of the order. And just to check, we want this guy Uh, dead? We want the monster dead. Don't care about the teeth, and we want Malvern. We want to kill the monster. All right. <clears throat> yeah, and the monster itself looks like a giant sphinx, like a messed up gray and black. I will I say, right. I feel like we've spent a bunch of time talking, like after yeah. it was created. So has it just been standing there? It would. It takes a while for this thing to go from tendrils of shadow into a. Be flight. I see. That makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. <clears throat> ah, that's actually kind of funny to think about. They were like, "Ah, yes, this is gonna be like this dramatic <laughs> thing," and they're just like, "Just, just wait a bit. It takes a while to takes a while to be created. Just hold on." Anyway, Give it's really cool when it gets done. Yeah, we yeah. found it. So, uh, sorry's casting Thunderwave. Okay, sorry, you're gonna cast Thunderwave on the. Jump. She's using her second level spell slot. Oh my. Now we're yeah. getting, starting off. Okay, so we're Sphinx is making a con save. 
Uh, I'm assuming a 12 doesn't beat. No, it doesn't. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know you're not. But... <laughs> yes, uh, I am. Yes, I am. That's, that's like my name and stuff. Fuck. Jesus. Da, 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 da. I hate that so much. That is 11 points of thundering damage. Nice. Okay, yeah. You do You do see it, like, take that hit and get pushed back into, like, the walls. of. Again, you're in the Capitol building. It's like a marble white build, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's claws, Ooh. like... I don't want to break that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they could get it. Um, let's see. Next in the order is Kalem. So Kalem is going to... Okay, this seems like option. He's going to use the help action on Finley. So Finn will get advantage. Oh, nice. And Thank you, very his... cool. Yeah, and his bonus action is going to be... Uh, his bonus action going to disengage, so he's going to move like a bit further away to don back the wizard robes, but, you know, further... Further away from melee range, but close enough that he could probably cast if need be, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, next up in the order is the Inquisitor Sphinx. So I'm going to get to test out this monster I just made. <clears throat> it is going to use its... Yeah, okay. So the first thing it's going to do is cast the spell Mirror Image. Um, so for those who don't know and aren't dreading what that is, Mirror Image is a second level illusion that creates three illusory duplicates of the target. How far away am I from it? Um, I'm going to say this room is God, the best visual descriptor I can give is the circular room in Star Wars, like the that in the prequels, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of Senate chamber. That's like the imagine that, but less floaty disc or like chairs. <laughs> um, so maybe like fifty feet away, I'll say. Okay, I want to counterspell that. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, cool. it's a second level spell. Yeah, uh, it's, okay. But I'm a warlock, so it's fifth. So. Oh. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Okay. This creature oh, like a counter spell. And you see like these. You see the beginnings of the illusory duplicates, but Aemon from where he stands, just this red beam of light flashes by, and they just shrink back into the creature, and it looks around, and it's just like. It's almost like kind of bummed out, man. Make <laughs> <laughs> one off that. Um, and because it didn't get to do anything, it's going to use two of its legendary actions to use a cantrip. <clears throat> it's going to grab for Rowan with big paw. Okay. And um, you see, like, blue and, like, gray light coming from it. So it's... Does a... 
Does a 17 hit? Yeah. Yeah, it you're does. Taking... Look, you're taking six points of necrotic. Ugh. It I casts feel gross touch. now. Ugh, just feel gross now. Um, next in the order is uh, Eamon, actually. Jeez. Um, okay. So, Eamon uh, okay, yeah, I'm just going Warlock standard, and I'm going to take the uh, orb from my hand and just run it around and hold it up toward the thing and cast Eldritch Blast. Nice. <laughs> okay, roll the hit. Uh, um, okay. Uh, hmm? Twelve. Yeah, they that. Who are you going for? You're going for the the thing. big monster thing. Yeah, no, that that missed. Sorry, but uh, anything else you can do, or is that- uh, I am going to uh, try to put some distance between it and Spark. Enough, you know, some kind of cover. Yeah. Okay. You might probably manage to. Sleep. Or something, you know? Yeah. Um Okay. Next in the order. Wow, we're already going down from the edges. Uh Andre, you're up next. Hmm. Okay. Um I'm looking through all my stuff because I'm trying to use some things that I haven't used a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we haven't had, like, a bona fide boss combat in a while, have we? No. It's been a hot minute. It has been a bit. Yeah, this I've been giving you a very, like... Of... This feels so chill. Like, we're all... <laughs> I don't know why. It's, like, this really dramatic fight, but the way that we're talking is so relaxed. Probably because it's kind of late at night. Hey, That's we, just also... we vibe in, guys. It's also just D&D for you, too. It's supposed to be fun. Fun, chill. Mm-hmm. Well, not chill all the time, but like we can be chill if we want to be. Yeah, we can be chill. <laughs> yeah. In, that, in the. Put <laughs> in private. Apt. <clears throat> um, okay. Alright. I have reviewed my things. Okay. Can actually, I don't know if this is a smart move. I'm listening, but you know what? I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, I'm gonna uh, expend three charges on Fearbringer to cast Inflict Wounds. <laughs> okay, on who? We have on, uh, there's two active. Com- you 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 cut out what? There's like two active combatants. There's the uh, tiefling and the giant monster. Let's do the monster. <laughs> okay. So inflict with that a you're gonna make a spell attack. Uh melee spell attack. So I guess it would just be with your dagger. Be the way it would work with Fearbringer. <clears throat> okay. So roll to hit as if you were rolling 
Gotcha. That shall be a seventeen. Probably doesn't hit. Beats it beats. Yes. Seventeen hits. Uh, Roll three d ten. Yeah, because inflict wounds is three d ten. There's a spell just called inflict wounds. Like, don't all spells inflict? Well, not all, but like, don't a lot of spells inflict wounds? Like, don't question it. <laughs> so, how much is that in total, Rev? Inflict wounds seems like the spell that you use. Inflict wounds is like the super califragilistic of spells, where it's just like the thing that you do when you don't know what else to do. It's like, this isn't supposed to be a roast on Andre, it's supposed to be a roast on the people who created that spell. It's just like, yeah. It's also it's a just, first level spell that does 3d10 damage, which is a d10 more than your, uh, your moonbeam at a spell I level mean, lower. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and now I feel roasted. So It's still a whack name. The roast has become the roasted. Wait, the roast. Fuck. So, Rev, how much damage did you do? Well, I rolled a 10, a 5, and a 7, so 22. Fucking A, okay. Also, I forgot to ask, sneak attack? (laughs) You would be within 5 feet of people. So yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Because you are technically hitting with your dagger. Cool. Sweet. So let me roll that 46. I hate everything five Oof. two two six another 15 beautiful amazing wow okay yeah no it did not like that one bit um fucking hell all right uh <laughs> next up is our necromancer friend um and he is going to cast mage armor on himself no uh, okay <laughs> just just no just no <laughs> i was expecting you don't, a, even, a, <laughs> you don't do anything you just go no <laughs> i don't this like was, it this was cat going no just cuz Major makes me angry. Um, and I think Major Armor is an action, so I think that's all he can do. Admittedly, um, I'm less angry now. Uh, so next in the order is Rowan. Okay, you're up. Cool. I feel the urge to do Moonbeam just because you you roasted me. I'm gonna do that because <laughs> now I'm full of spite. Um, yeah, so I cast Moonbeam at the at the wolf. Uh, what wolf? What the hell? The Sphinx. <laughs> Flashback. Okay. Do it. I'm sorry. Okay. That's. And- oh wait, I need to make a con save. That's right. Yeah, I rolled a yeah. 13, you're good. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So, that's 2d10. 
right. if you're casting it at second level, yeah. Yes, okay. I'm at light I'm at ninth level now. I should probably be able to cast that at a higher level. Do um Do you not know your spell? I do know my spells be yes. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna <laughs> do it at third level. Okay, so that's, that's 3D, 3D, 3D 10. 10. Which is I'm I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's oh shit! Oh, yeah, it's a two, a three, and a one. There's not very much, but three, four, five, six. Yeah, it's okay. six or seven points of damage. You do six damage. Um, Finn, you're great. Right. Really happy <laughs> that okay. I did that. Uh, I'm gonna hit that monster boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Are you ready for this? A bonus yeah. action hex. Uh, I'm gonna. Okay. Like, are we talking the hex, the hex brought on by hex blade, or like the spell hex? The spell hex. Okay. So let me. I'm up. Uh, till the spell ends, you deal an extra d6 product damage to the target whenever you hit, uh, and you get to pick an ability that it has a disadvantage on. Ability um. checks for. So, but I guess first, I should see if I, you know, hit. I should probably try well, that. Well, Hex doesn't require it to hit. Hex just happens. Oh, does it? Yeah, Hex just happens. Okay, I just assumed because it said, um, whenever you, it says whenever you hit it. Yeah, yeah, no, you just place the curse. Um, I, nice. So just pick an ability score that it'll have disadvantage. Um... Do I just get get to pick whatever? Between strength, dex, con, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma, yeah. Let's do... Let's do... Let's do... Uh, con. Okay, it has this advantage on con. So that uh, was bonus action. Yep, main action. Uh, main action. I'm gonna run up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit it. Uh, with my sword. Okay. Roll to hit, and if you hit, you get to add an extra d6. Sweet. Okay. All right. Um, that would be seventeen to hit. That hits. <clears throat> all right. So that would be. Uh, that is. Six. Math is hard. Why do I do D&D when math is so hard? Um, so that right there would be nine, and then I have the extra D6. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, which is three, so that's twelve. Um, and I have a second attack. Oh, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to do that again. Real quick. So the fir the first was twelve total. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I, I have a calculator app open. I'm sorry. That's uh, no, okay. No, I'm sorry. Oh my god. This, uh, this is okay. I'm just. Oh my god. Sixteen. <laughs> that miss. Sixteen misses. Okay. Then you're good. We're good. Okay. So back to the top. Sorry. Um, I'm gonna say. 
since season two, I think you've hit enough things enough times to be at max charges of your ring, in case that's the thing you wanted to remember. Yes, you see, but the notes for my ring are very far back in the notes on my computer. And it, instead of being prepared for this session, I have only just recently pulled up my character sheet because I forgot we were playing D&D. Oof. Okay, fair. For some reason, my brain's like, oh, you need to record. You don't need your dice or your character sheet. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so sorry is instead going to cast... Thunder Wave again as another second level spell slot because she and, has and now it has this advantage on Constitution. Yay! It's got a twelve now, so I'm assuming that. Fa- oh yeah, majorly does. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Eleven. You guys, you guys. It's so hard starting out an 17. encounter for you all. 17, okay. The 17. Yeah, it takes that. It, it's so hard starting out an encounter for you guys. <laughs> I hope you know that. Um, yeah. We appreciate you, B. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Alright, well, whatever. Uh, I forgot that Finn would have had advantage on her sword swings because Caelan provided help. Well, I can roll again if you'd like me to. Yeah, roll again for that second attack. <laughs> God. <laughs> you sound so sad, and it makes it's me sad. It's not sad. It's not sad. It's just like, oh my God. I'm just watching the numbers of this creature go down. I'm just like, how many of the things that I wrote for this monster will I actually get to do? <laughs> well, I'm a DM. I feel yeah, that was, uh That was 17 right there. That's another hit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's it's a okay. I'm just like I gotta plan this creature's next attack to be like how do I show it off? Okay, um, that wasn't that, that wasn't like two. So that was like six. Okay, and then I got the extra d six. Okay, all right, we good. That was a one. <laughs> so you can Seven. Still be- Jeez. So that's it. Okay. Yeah. No, you just Finley runs in, hits it twice. And just, you know, manages to, like, bring it a little bit lower than Sari, bolts it with electricity, pushing it back five feet. Almost, like, directly into Malvern, but he has the to, like, take two steps to the right. Um, Calum's turn is up again. Uh, and I think Calum is going to ice knife the other, the necromancer. And the necromancer is going to counterspell him. And Calum's just like... Uh, that's my thing. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, sorry. I need to make. I need to correct that. Um, it was the Sphinx that counterspelled Calum's attack on the Necromancer. Yeah. And uh, Calum's just like, what the, what the f- bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is the Sphinx's turn now. And it is going... I didn't get to go. Oh, yeah, you are. Are you before it? I don't remember. Oh, I'll believe you. Yeah, I think you may have been before it. Oh, you're right, you're right. I'm just... Yeah, go go for it. 
Technically, okay. everybody's after me. Thanks, Livy. <laughs> um. Okay. Real quick, what's Malvern doing? He is standing there. He is. A, he's around. He can't leave because he's holding like his magic is being used to like keep this thing. You know. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna use uh, Eldritch Blast, and I'm gonna send one beam at the Necromancer, one beam at the. Uh... I forgot. I have two beams because level five. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that first one's complete trash. Ten. Fair enough. Yeah, that's gonna ping off whichever. Let's say the one that's going for the Sphinx is, which is also not enough, I think. Which one was it? Say the number again. Sorry. Fourteen. Yeah. No, both of those miss, unfortunately. So the mage armor, the necromancer. Um. But yeah. On the Sphinx's turn, it is going to look over at... Ooh, ooh, this is mean, but I love it. It's going to look over at Calum, and it's going to cast a spell. And Calum needs to make an intelligence saving throw. He's a wizard, but he rolled a 10. Uh, oh, and no. Calum, oh, no. Calum starts like shrinking in on himself. And just looks utterly terrified. The Sphinx has casted the spell Enemies Abound on Calum. Oh, oh shoot. Yeah. What does that even do? Okay, Each... wait, what does that spell do? So whenever the affected creature chooses another creature as a target, it must choose the target at random from among the creatures it can see. Okay. And it has, and he loses all distinction of friend and Oh, I see. So we all look like enemies to Caleb. <clears throat> yep. He just doesn't know what is going on anymore. Hmm. Caleb? What's, what's going on? What happened? He just can't answer you right now, honestly. He's, it looks like he's just... It looks like he's what? He's just terrified. He just doesn't know what to do. Mm. Uh, lucky Caleb's turn already passed. But, uh, Andre, you're up. Oof. Okay. Um. <sighs> Let me see. Let me see. I... If it makes you guys feel any better, it's almost level spell slots. <laughs> cool. What are you gonna do, Andre? I'm trying to decide if I want to make your life harder. <laughs> do it, do it. All right, so I'm gonna try out um, the shadow half of the Sword of Light and Shadows ability. Do it. So okay. it does require a hit to to pop off. Yes, I will be making that hit. Okay. Digging the confidence. <clears throat> well, I will be attempting. <laughs> 
Okay, so. It's a. Uh, it's at base 17 to hit the Sphinx, and I know that that's easy, so. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that definitely hits. So. And. You, oh, God. You are still within five feet of foam, so that's another thing. You, you you do know it's okay to say no to sneak attack, right? <laughs> I do, but I also realize you're in a with like literally all your allies like not far away, and I don't have an actual map, so I can't disprove the argument that you're within range. <clears throat> Fair, okay, all right, <sighs> all righty, all righty. Meanwhile, I roll for the shadow creation. Did get a one on initiative. So after that. I always, I always forget damage for light and shadow because I for some reason did not write it down. It is, uh, yours is a rapier, but because it's Matt, because of its being a badass thing, it's 2d8 plus your okay. dex. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was 2d8. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. And it's necrotic damage, which doesn't matter. <clears throat> All right. So that is a one and a seven plus Eight. four. Twelve. Uh. And now I gotta do sneak attack. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh, See, I'm not. This mad. is what ninth level is like. You just it's get to do everything. Girls, <laughs> you've given us too much sorry. power. Sorry. So easy. She just like, I'm gonna hit you real hard. All right, I'm done. Time to take a nap while everyone else does their stuff. So sneak attack is a one, another one, a two, and a four. Eight. Okay, you as you slam this blade into like the the shadowy body of the creature, this like hit, you see like the black ooze just start spurting out of it a little bit, shrinking its size some. Uh, mechanically speaking, you Whoa. have brought it. You have brought it at or below one hundred. Nice. So neat. Yeah. Um. Which is like the first big milestone of things damage taken. Um, <clears throat> it is the Necromancer's turn. Uh, and since his is last turn was. Name? His name is Frederick. Okay, thank you. Uh, because his last turn was admittedly really lame, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just mage armored himself. He doesn't have much better, though. Uh, oh my god, yes. Yes. And I know it's not going to work. I'm going to cast a fire. He's going to cast a fireball. Oh, no. Because oh, no, no. Just fireball. Just fireball. fireball. Just fireball. Just fireball. Nothing but fireball. Mm-hmm. But um, as that happens, even though the one thing about enemies abound is it doesn't say that he can't not affect the bad guys. Yep, so everyone's an enemy. Right, so Kaden sees this fireball and is just like, oh, hell to the no! 
and he's gonna counterspell it. And Frederick just like looks at Kaylee. <laughs> guess that's guess that makes sense, but fuck. <laughs> uh, Rowan, you're up next. Okay. Um, I'm going to, um... I do want it on the record. No damage has been taken to the romancer, but he is also apparently incompetent. Never. Fantastic. Cool. Um, okay. So, I'm going to, uh... Do call lightning on the, well, maybe we can defeat the monster and then defeat the guy. I'll do monster. Fair. Uh, So you're going to hit the monster with the call lightning? Yep. Okay, so that is some sort of saving, I bet. Yep. Um. No, I don't remember the Hold on, I got it. I got it. I have. A, I have a. It is deck save. Okay, it's not con. I was just like, is everything this thing's gonna have to go being con? It rolled a six, so it doesn't matter. Do your worst. Haha! <laughs> That's what you get. That's what you deserve. So that's three d ten. A five, a seven, and a two. That's seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It's fourteen. Fourteen points of damage. Yeah, no, it don't like that much. Woohoo! Um. Okay. Uh, next is Finn. Okay, so this is a little ambitious. Um. I dig I'll, it. I'll run it by you first. I'm probably going to dig it, just so you know. Alright. Okay. I would like to try to cast Reduce on the Sphinx Boy. Sphinx, Sphinx Boy. Okay. Um, why? Uh, it's because um, it has disadvantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. And nice. um, it says uh, the targets. I don't. It doesn't have weapons, so I don't know. It says the target's weapons also shrink to match its new size. While these weapons are reduced, the target's attacks with them deal one d four less damage. Oh so. fuck! Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think there's a saving throw involved for me. So which one is that? Uh, let me do a While do a check. Do While you do that, I need to check something too. I just realized this thing took a fuck ton of damage. I just remember that enemies abound is in fact a concentration spell. Oh. So I I need to roll for that, but I can't remember. It's, oh. I mean, it's yeah. a. I rolled a four anyway, so Caleb's oh. enemies abound is. Really, so. And that saving throw turns out to be constitution. (laughs) 
I we're gonna fucking stomp word. this. Woo! <laughs> we're gonna stomp this baby to death. So you, it does shrink from a large monstrosity to a medium monstrosity. Oh my god! And, uh, its strength is gonna be disadvantaged. Um, it doesn't really have any weapons, but I will say that you notice Malvern like take some psionic backlash from this. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's not he don't look that good after that. Uh, Sweet. next, but it is his turn. He only attacks every other round, which is fun. Um, and he's just gonna like try and cast banishment on Caleb. What? Is he just gonna send him to another plane of reality? Basically, yeah. Well, okay. Caleb needs to succeed on a charisma save. Well, the thing about be- being banished is he can't be on the initiative turn during the banishment. Yeah, so I was gonna try to uh... counterspell. Counterspell, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're at fifth level with your stuff. Yep. So he was casting, but he only has fourth for banishment. So <sighs> yeah. So yeah, he is. Yeah, no. <sighs> one of his spells out. So Caleb's still in the order. Basically. Um. Top of the round. Sorry. Yo. Oh, wait, wait. The shadow has to go. I forgot about that. It's going to try and strength drain the necromancer. Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. The shadow misses. It is a shadow. It's a CR half creature. It can't work miracles. Anyway, sorry, you're up. All right, I'm back. Hmm. She's going to go for the Necromancer. Okay. And she's gonna... Well, she doesn't have second level spell slot for that one, but she's going to try and cast Charm Person. That's a charisma save? It's a wisdom save. Wisdom. That's a 17 plus 2. Um, well, the thing to beat was 14, so yeah. You're good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, next up is Calum, who, after having two really shitty spells thrown at him, ain't <laughs> really happy. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna ice knife that necromancer. Uh, and this time he's gonna hit because the, the sphinxing uh, want a counter spell. <clears throat> nice. Uh, so that's gonna be d twelve, ten, d eight. Two, eight, ten. That's twenty in total damage from Caleb. Get him! Nice. And the necromancer already does not look good. <laughs> um. Woo-hoo. Next up is Amos. Amen. Uh, I'm gonna try something different. Okay. Chill uh, uh, touch, which is ironically not a touch. Um. Yeah. I'm going to cast it at the Necromancer. Okay. Uh, Chill Touch is a spell attack, so you have That's a 26 to hit. Jesus Christ, yeah. Uh, So 2d8. That's two sixes. Damn, okay. 
So that's yeah. Talk about a two weeks notice. Okay, yeah, no, he ain't looking good from that. And, uh, do much about it either. It is now the Sphinx's turn, and realizing it's in a losing battle, it is gonna do a thing, uh-uh. and it's gonna cast a... It's gonna, like, hold out its its claws, and a black cloud appears that at first you suspect to be smoke of some kind, then you hear buzzing, and it's casting Insect Plague. Oh! Yes. No. Oh. oh, no! Nice. Nice. It'll be great. It's gonna be good, guys. Everybody make a con save. <laughs> How ironic. <laughs> Please, do I have good constitution? I don't. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, thank God. That's really bad. That's an 11. Oof. Yeah, that failed. No. Okay, wait, but I have a plus three. Okay. It's... The number to beat is 16. Cool, I got 21. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a 10. Uh, I crit. Nice. Sorry. So everyone who got above a 16, uh, you're only going to be taking nine points of damage. <clears throat> Everybody <laughs> else is taking 18. That's not too bad. Great, wonderful. Points of damage. But I'm also not squishy. Cough, cough. So <laughs> that was though. It's only fifth level spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's now going to use a legendary action to cast another spell, and it's gonna cast. Uh... Well, I think it's not... no. It's not another spell. Okay, it's gonna try something. It's gonna okay. cast the spell Life Transference. What? Um, so it's gonna take. It's gonna do to itself. 13 points of damage to itself. Yeah, neat. And it's going to give the Necromancer 13 points of health. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Neat. Here. So, uh, that was its legendary action, and we are back to Andre. <clears throat> yeah, I gave this thing some weird spells, but I'm enjoying it. Fair enough. I'm just gonna say she is just swings uh, light and shadow. Probably. Alright, roll to hit. Yeah. Alright. Oof. Actually, I'm gonna go for the necromancer this time. That is a 16 to hit. That is a hit. And this guy's not used to being hit with anything other than magic, so I don't think he's enjoying this. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't enjoy it either. Uh, four and two for 
that the damage rolls. Okay. So that's not great. But I'm plus a four. It's not great, so but it's not terrible. Yeah, that's twelve. Okay. Give me a moment. Uh... Okay. Ha ha ha. He's at the sex number of hit points. Anyway. <clears throat> Andre, make a dexterity saving throw. As as you just stab him with this, he like surrounds himself with like these black flames and tries to shoot them your way with a hellish rebuke. Ooh, he tried it. Nat 20. <laughs> Oof. Uh, and because you have evasive means it does jack and shit. So, rogues are fun. Oh, I love rogue. <laughs> um, uh, it is now the necromancer's turn. He's not happy. <laughs> um, what spells does he have left? Not much. Um, he does have one, and it's not fun, but it is one that exists. He's going to cast Scorching Ray. No. And it's going to be one at Andre, one at Calum, and one at Eamon. Nice. And considering he rolled an eight, four, and three, Jesus. <laughs> I am rolling absolute crap tonight. Okay. Yeah, all three of those are going to miss. Assumedly. He has a plus six to hit, but even at best, that would be an eight. Thirteen to hit, so no. He's just going to miss everybody. Uh, I feel like like the bad rolls can actually be explained. I feel like Malvern... Malvern is the one controlling this thing, right? Oh, no. The Scorching Race came from the Necromancer, dude. Oh. Then I have no way. I have no way to explain it. He's just a bad wizard. He just sucks. (laughs) It's your turn, Rowan. Okay. (laughs) Gonna start insulting this guy like Taco insulted Jenkins. (laughs) Just being a kind of a shitty wizard. Anyways, and the Sphinx is out of fifth and third level spell slots, which sucks because. Really good spells. <laughs> um, tut, tut. Okay. No sympathy for me. He's trying to kill us. I'm gonna look up something really quickly. Oh boy. Do you want me to like come back to you and jump with to Finn? Yeah, you can. You can jump to Finn. Okay, Finn. Do your thing. Okay, um, I believe I was thrown off guard. Uh, I'm gonna go to, um, yeah, I'm gonna go to the, uh, the necromancer. Okay, the shitty wizard. Yeah, the, the, the shitty, <laughs> the shitty wizard. I'm okay. gonna go to him and um i'm going to first i'm gonna summon my hexblade for aesthetics nice um and then i'm gonna you know beat the shit out of him do it do it 
he's at six. He's at the sex number of it. Okay, that's good. That was a hold on. That's natural eighteen plus like plus. that hits. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then that would be nine right there, and then I'll okay. He's down to sixty. Rip the sex. Again. Rip the sex number. <gasps> Crit. Oh my god. <laughs> of course. Oh god, do it, do it. I'm so nice. excited. I like. Oh shoot! I almost fell off the bed. I caught it. But this is hilarious. Uh, do you do you do it by doubling the damage dice, or do I roll the? Double the dice. Okay, and that would be. Uh, that would be ten plus three. Yeah. So okay, so another thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, fuck! He's beyond bloodied. He's not looking good from that. I just love this image though of Andre running up and stabbing him, and he fails two spells in retaliation. Then Finn's just like f that s and just fucking wrecks his whole shop. Hey, she uh, decided to go ape shit. She decided Fantastic. to go ape shit. <laughs> Fantastic. The shadow is gonna swing at Frederick too. Oh my god, the shadow hit. <laughs> even even Andre's shadow creature. Frederick, you just suck at being a wizard. I'm sorry, man. Like I always feel bad. Take, he's gonna take nine damage. He talked a his, lot of shit for sucking this bad. And his strength score is gonna be reduced. By by four, so he was already at a ten. Oh my god! Baby, Poor he's at like a baby. minus two. He's at like a minus one to his strength now. Oh my god! I think Malvern's even just looking at this guy like, "Why are you the boss of me? Like, I could like punch you and knock you out, probably." Uh, I could totally kill you. So the shadow's gonna keep leeching on Frederick because. His strength score is at a 7, and if it gets to 0, this man just fucking dies. <laughs> oh my god. Um, anyway, back to the top of the order. Sorry. I almost feel bad, though. Like, I don't- I kinda don't wanna kill Frederick. I just wanna, like, knock him out. I can arrange that. Um... What is the- what is the behemoth's shadow strength? Oh, it's an 18. Yeah, I would take a look. Leech that thing to death. I'm looking for the cool thing I can do. Ah, there it is. Yep, that's a thing. I'm gonna unarmed strike and then flurry of blows. On the necromancer? Yeah, on Frederick. I think you guys are just bullying him at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. Shouldn't have talked so much shit if you can't live it up. Or live up to it. That's a 25 to hit. That's gonna happen, yeah. Do you want me to do all of my rolling for Flurry of Blows too right now? So he can just take mass damage? Yeah, do it. Oh my god. (laughs) Wrecking this So I'm gonna assume that a 16 doesn't hit. Mmm. It would, actually, because he only got up to 15 with mage armor. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. 
So then um, a 20 also hits. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 3d6. I feel like Lauren's gonna be sad. <laughs> we just like destroyed him. We just destroyed her character. It's 10. Oh no, Lauren's dying. I'm messaging all of this to her. <laughs> 10 plus 4, 8. I'm sorry, we're beating up your little evil son. 12. Bully the e boy. Oh. Bully the e boy. Oh I think, I hope you know she just sent me as it should be. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my word. So that's, I believe. Oh my word, I stopped doing math for four seconds and lost all numbers. Hang on. No! <laughs> so that was 11 plus 4, 8, 12. Numbers elude me. 23? Jesus Christ! 23 points of damage. Oh my god. Sorry. I'm going to impose an effect. Okay. Oh my god, okay. I feel like actually bad for him now. Um, I shouldn't. He's an asshole. I'm going to use my open hand technique. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bitch slap him until he dies. Make a strength <laughs> saving throw. Okay. Your oh, you mean the thing he has a minus slap. one to? Yeah, sure. That's a seven. <laughs> no, sorry, that's a five. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Okay, wait. So you said that this was open hand. I love the Literally. image. I love the image of sorry going up to him. And just being like, no. And then just big slapping him across the face so hard that he, like, passes out. He now cannot take reactions until the end of my next turn. <laughs> Meaning he cannot counterspell, thus rendering his entire character useless. That's so funny. You bitch slapped him so hard he can't do anything anymore. He's just sitting there with, like, a single tear. <laughs> In the arms. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I feel bad. Don't. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm too nice. This is hilarious. I'm just gonna say that Caleb's just like had it with this shit, <clears throat> and he's just like, "This is stupid. This is stupid," and he's gonna cast Ice Storm. <laughs> So Frederick oh, and no. the Sphinx have to make deck saves because he's an evocation wizard and can sculpt spells. Cool. So, yeah, no, a 13 ain't gonna pass. And another 13. Yeah, no, they're not passing that. So that's gonna be a lot of damage. It's a 5, a 3, a 2, and a 4. 14 points of damage to the Sphinx and to Frederick. Nice. Um, I hate to say this out loud because it's pitiful and really funny. Frederick has a single hit point left. Oh, I'm sorry. It's so funny. It's He's so great. Just, just leave him. He's useless. Don't kill him. And even Malvern is going to take some of that damage because the X-Storm is an AoE. Pat. 
just passed out and buried in the snow. <laughs> so, uh, did anything else happen because of Ice Storm? Uh, oh, they also have difficult terrains. So that's nice. Uh, Eamon, you're up next. Okay. You have a necromancer with one hit point and a creature that is not looking good. Don't, don't, don't kill the necromancer. I have to, though. <laughs> I, it is his you shitty don't boss. understand. It is his shitty boss. <laughs> I'm going to throw a thing of Eldritch Blast at him. Uh, that is at 24. Oh my god. I'm not even... holding back. How do you want to do this? I don't even need you to roll damage. He has one hit point. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, okay, so yeah, I'm just gonna like all the fear and like, uh, god, about this guy is just mm-hmm. gonna encapsulate itself in the cross Just between his eyes is where I wanted to hit. Oh, shit. I feel bad. Did we want to kill him? We didn't I... give a shit. I, I guess. You just, like, you see this blast hit him, and he lands on the floor, and Malvern almost looks happy. Oh. Like, Malvern's almost relieved, but then he looks at the giant creature, and, like, his, like, moment of, like, yay, turns back to, oh, right. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so I'm can s- I send I'm my still second- an asshole. Can I send my second beam at the thing? Girl. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Uh, that's 22. Yeah, that one's gonna do it. A lot of damage. Seven. It's not bad. It's not bad for a cantrip. Uh, yeah, no. The thing takes that damage and backs up a bit. It's not happy. Um, what's next in the order? Oh, the Sphinx itself. That's fun. Um, if looks could kill, it would, you'd all be dead, but cannot kill. <clears throat> if looks could kill, you'd all be dead. Because thing does looks really pissed. Uh, it's gonna cast. Oh, that's actually really sick. Okay, it's gonna cast the spell Shadow of Moil. Okay, and don't like that. I hate that. <clears throat> so these like flame like shadows start to coat the body of the creature. So until the spell ends, it has resistance to radiant. In addition, whenever a creature within ten feet of it hits you, the shadows lash out, dealing two d eight necrotic. <clears throat> Meaning melee attacks are going to receive. Uh, let's see. Speaking of Andre, you're up. <clears throat> mm. Okay. Just rolling your damage dice. I'll just I'll I'll just swing with light and shadow again. Okay. Roll the hit. Nineteen. Yeah, that hits. Mm-hmm. You are gonna take the shadow of Moil backlash, though. 
yeah. That's going to be 10 points of necrotic to you. Gotcha. Well, I'm doing seven. Well, again, stupid dice. One, two, nine, 13 radiant to him. Hit. 13. You're hitting with the light side? Yeah. Okay, so that's going to be... Okay, I have noted that. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Okay, uh, next up is... Next up would have been Frederick, but... <laughs> uh, he's a failure. Uh, Rowan, you're up next. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to use... Holy oh wait, Lord. Malvern, this is the part where Malvern So he's going to use it to cast invisibility. Oh, Malvern cast invisibility on him? Yeah, he's hiding now. Oh, oh see? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to cast Polymorph on Monster. And I'm going to make it real Like, Like, what are we talking here? Like small, like like like. Can I make it like cat sized? You can certainly try. <laughs> Polymorph is a wisdom saving throw. Okay, I will say though, this is a concentration spell. To... I hate everything. It. <laughs> I rolled an eight. Wisdom is plus four. That's twelve in total. Yeah, it's not pass. <laughs> so it's now cat sized. However, that said, it's only cat sized for as long as I concentrate on it, so I don't I don't So you're think still I'm... gonna beat the fuck out of it. It's cat sized. Yeah, but I, I have to Okay, hold on. So that means all of its ability scores are replaced with that of a... Hold the fuck. Okay. I need well, to it make says, some... It says the form transforms a creature that you can arrange into... Right, right. The transformation lasts yeah. in duration. Uh, the target's statistics, including mental ability scores, are replaced by the statistics of the chosen beast. It remains its alignment and personality. Meaning, I need to toss the custom stat block I made to the side and pull up my monster manual, grab the stats of a panther, and say go. <laughs> so, so, Finn, beat the fuck out of this panther. <laughs> well, I mean, you said it, not me. So let's, let's just go ahead and get it over with. Um, this is hilarious. It, it's lost. It has lost all of its spells. It's lost all of its abilities. It is. It is Panther now, which is uh, a CR one quarter creature. And I hate everything. <laughs> that one is a sixteen to hit. That hits because this is a Panther. Okay. Uh, eleven points of damage. Okay. Um, and then. Second attack. Not as good at all, but it's also like panther. Um, 
14, I think. That hits. Okay. The things I see is 12. <laughs> oh. Uh, 3 plus... Say no more, it's dead. <laughs> oh. This thing had 13 hit points. Your first attack did 11. <laughs> How do you want to do this? Doesn't it just turn back? Uh, huh? Doesn't it just turn back? I don't think it does. Hold on. Let me look. I don't... I don't... That'd be funny uh, if it did. The transformation lasts for the duration, or until the dro target drops to zero hit point and dies. It's not wild shape. It will still be at zero hit point. Oh, oh boy. Um. <laughs> so, so how big? So, is it literally the size of a cat? Is this? It's. It's a. It's just a panther now. Okay. Like at this point. Finley just fucking tackles it. <laughs> Finn, you tackle this thing, and as it, like, takes that damage, it grows back to this full-on monstrous size, you know? And oh, you boy. Are, and you're tackling it, but it has lost, like, all of its strength, you know? So as you just yes. push this thing into the floor, it, like, the shadows just start spreading out over and over, and swirling up into the air shrinking this thing down and you just like keep sliding it on this marble you know you're just not letting up and i think start this stabbing thing, like, it too <laughs> yeah like finn you just grab plunge it in more of the shadow just leaks out and like your guard training comes in and you the stories you know come in just brutalize the monster and like the rest of the night council just watches you go ape shit. <laughs> Rowan's actually like, oh shit. Until there's like nothing left. There's just like the wispy hollow shadow. Afterwards she's like she like wipes off her hands. She's like Uh That was a little bit easier than I thought it would be. Uh at that the you hear the sounds of a just and Malvern appears, his invisibility spell gone and very like dazed from the loss of the of the creature. He doesn't look. Like, he's not like dead, but he does look like he wants to throw up. Oh no! Like he looks very dizzy. You good, buddy. He just, like, looks at you all, can't even muster a board, knocks himself, just falls to the torches. Oh, no. So, he, you beat Malvern, turned his order behemoth into a fucking cat. <clears throat> Woo! And, and God only knows what the Frederick. Rest in uh, peace, Frederick. What are you guys doing? Like, do you call Oletta back in? Like, is your guy's process? I think for a second, Rowan kind of stands there with these two men, one who she's pretty sure is either dead or very close to dead, and another one who's just, like, not looking good. And she just kind of is like, I don't, I don't even really know what to do. Um... I guess if someone wants to call Aletta back in and 
I mean, I think the best thing to do would have would to be to have like whoever can come in to arrest these guys, basically. Yeah, I think I think the investigators, Lena and Althea Senior, cuff Malvern, you know, mm-hmm. and start like walking him away. And I think Rika and me, me purposely don't come back into the room, you know. Oh yeah, I mean they're yeah. Um, as you guys are like recovering from that, which I mean at the end was kind of funny, but admittedly you guys did take damage from all. Yeah. Um, would it have lost Shadow of Mile? It would have because it just turned into a cat. <laughs> um. I think uh, all of you guys are like kind of breathing heavy, getting your bearings. Mm-hmm. And Caleb just looks over at uh, Eamon and just goes, Dude! <laughs> Eamon is just like doubled over, dry heaving. <laughs> oh, oh no, why? <sighs> that was why? badass! Is he okay? Why? Because he killed a dude? <laughs> Ah, yeah, I have, I guess, that's a thing that happened there. Yeah, we won. That guy, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Andre, you feeling all right? I know you took that, that damage when you swung in at the end. She just kind of like, sheaths all her blades and just like rolls her shoulders and she's like, Ugh. Yeah, it didn't feel great, but I'll be fine. Wasn't as bad as Aster, so... True. Yeah, Aster just fucked you right up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true! Aster's nice, though. Aww. Yeah. Also, Caleb. Yeah? What the fuck are you wearing? Oh, this. Um, <laughs> that's another story uh, that I will happily tell you sometime after we vacate this battlefield. <clears throat> and uh, Oleta agrees and says, like, take a moment. You get your bar- bearings. We'll, we'll prepare for your departure. And Caleb just goes, thank you. And you have a moment to just breathe in here, and the, like, nearly super dead body of Frederick is there, you know? They didn't cart him off yet, because they're waiting for, like, paramedics. Oh, <laughs> to be Right fucked up. Oh, no. Super um, dead. <laughs> and it's here where you hear a whirl, like a, like a a steampunky gear spin whirl sound, you know? Uh-huh. And then a thud, and a whirl, thud, whirl, and a thud. Just methodical, walking in from the other side of the room. And you're not sure how someone was on the other side, because there were no entrances that way. Okay. And the doors creak open, and Calum is beside himself in a moment. Standing before you, half man, half machine, 
is a moon elf old man with a scowl and he just looks anything but friendly like he looks like the world could end and he'd still call you a jerk for stepping on his lawn <laughs> that's okay, the kind of scowl he's real, given off he's a real douchebag real sob yeah <clears throat> Uh, like half the lower half of his mechanical, but the top part of his face is moon elf. You know, one of his legs is robotic. One of his he just looks like ass. Okay. And Caleb just goes like, "That is a cruel parlor trick." He looks over to Amon and just goes, "Have you seen that before?" And Amon, you cannot say you have. And the moon elf thing just looks over at all of you and just goes, I'm here to pick up my failure. And he walks over to Frederick and he looks over at Caleb and just goes, This isn't over yet, kid. And Caleb just like looks at him and just, I figured as much. To what do I owe the pleasure after 50 years? Father. Oh shit! <laughs> and the the android moon elf. You've gotten better at pleasantries. And like you just hear like it uh, a gear spin every time he talks, you know. And it's not even his voice. It sounds like it's coming out of. Getting some fucking Luke and Darth Vader vibes right now. And from that, like, echoey voice box, it, you just hear, We'll have our chance to catch up very soon. But go back to your facade of a kingdom. We've won today. But there's always tomorrow, and I will be watching. And Caleb just goes, So, this is what's become of you, huh? And it just, like, looks at Caleb and just goes, I could say the same about you. You had so much potential. A shame, really. And he just, Caleb doesn't really know what to say to that. And he grabs, like, he grabs Frederick's corpse <clears throat> and snaps its, like, mechanical fingers and another orb appears in its hands. And it just looks at Caleb and just goes, The time will come for me to exact my punishment very But until then, goodbye. And they leave. And Caleb, with just like all the vile, just kind of spits on the floor and just goes, I'll see you soon, man. And that's where we'll call it tonight.
fools managed to do it. I suppose this was inevitable, Malvern. The old fool was not strong enough, not heartless enough. Silent is truly no huge loss. The necromancer, however, proves an annoying hindrance. Without that necromantic power, some of my plans may have to be pushed back. And what of the girl? <laughs> she will be dealt with. She chose mortality. She chose love. Well, mortality has limit. Limit I can pluck at and break. She will be of no consequence. <laughs> the king will be an effective stalling tactic until I can rally. About time, too. Never should have trusted others to do my dirty work. Right, Tripwees? Oh, got it, you old crone. I can hear you protest. If you wanted to succeed, maybe don't let yourself get Seems to be a recurrent theme in my band. Even the mimicry of myself gave in. I expected more out of a copycat. Even one made by a fool like Malvern. But it's no matter anyway. It's about time I finally did something with myself. The Order of the Red I no longer watches. I no longer stand aside. Not when my plans are ruined by mortals. Rest now, heroes. You'll have much to fear very soon. And what fun that will be. <laughs>